Hey, hey, it's Jason. Our next Rated RPG livestream is scheduled for Friday, November 4th. We'll start at 6 p.m. Central Time here in the U.S. And then the finale livestream for Descent into Avernus is scheduled for Friday, December 9th. We'll take the audio from that livestream, edit the podcast episodes, and those will play out through December. So then by the time we get to January, it's all Valley of Green Gold from there. We couldn't create Rated RPG without support, and especially the support of some really great friends like Chris Fail. Thank you very much, Chris. Your support is greatly appreciated. Also, a hefty thank you to Turtle and Crow. We are grateful for your support as well, Turtle and Crow, and we're looking forward to seeing the uh, cool prop that we're going to be using in uh, Valley of Green Gold. Also, uh, we really appreciate our level 15 bards at $15 a month. They are Uglaset, Mage, Jerry Vite, Holly Summers, G BS Trek and Cheesemaster 007. All of them have some really cool NPCs that you'll see in the Valley of Green Gold. Uh, thank you to our rations and adventuring gear supporters at $5 a month. They are Banana Fish, Schmoopy, Mick and Addy, Kate Slauson, Igor Vakich, and Eli Chapin. You know, one of the most effective ways to support Rated RPG is through Patreon. You can set your amount. We have the $5 and $15 a month tier, but you can go uh, anywhere you want in terms of how much you want to uh, support us per month. And you can choose whether you pay monthly or support for the entire next year in full. As always, you can also support us by buying shots for us to imbibe during the next live stream on Friday, November 4th. You can do that at RatedRPGPodcast.com. That's the business. And this is episode 85. Previously on Rated RPG. A great disgusting scab the size of a large hill rises up from a stinking swamp of blood. The domed top of an alabaster temple pokes through the scab. Many black iron chains of Avernus converge on the building, attaching within their grotesque mound. Olanthius says to you, we are here. This is where you will find the Sword of Zeriel. It is buried somewhere inside the temple that is slowly being consumed by Avernus. Welcome, lizard folk and gnomes, bugbears and sparts, <laughs> to Rated RPG. The actual play show slash podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons, Baldur's Gate, Descent into Avernus. I do not know whether Natius has been successful for these last few days. Perhaps he has been able to distract her this whole time. We have only to hope that he was able to do that. I am going to leave immediately so that if she does turn her... If she does turn her gaze towards me, I will not be in this area. All right, yeah, uh, we're gonna do that too. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody back on the bikes. Let's. <laughs> huge oozing hillside scab is making me feel a little nauseous, actually. <laughs> All right, I'll give you. I'll give you. Uh, yeah, inspiration for that, there, Brad. All right, there you go. You found a new nauseous pun. Hey, listen, we take them how they come. All right, uh, this is what we came for. Do we have any way to determine where this sword might be? Like any sort of uh, spells or anything? Uh, Glubjeg, I don't know what you got, but... Lulu uh, says, I haven't really been telling you much about this, but I've been building up this feeling past two days as we've been getting closer and closer. You I need to poop? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, that, but, you know, I, I did poop and I still had the feeling, so I think it's something different. But I, I almost, I feel like I can sense, I can sense something in, in that direction. And she points her trunk just right towards the uh, the scab. Yeah, I, I think I can sense it, boys, now that we're so close. You remember All right. something finally? I remembered to wipe for the first time in a while. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lulu says... Yeah, I I think actually that there are memories coming back now that you mention it, aside from the wiping memories. Yeah, this place. I remember. I remember this place. 
the temple. She like points her trunk up at the, uh, the. it's just the very top of this temple that you can see now. It looks like it must have been a very large structure, but you just see like this sort of tower sticking out of the top of this scab. She's like, this scab wasn't here before. It was just a temple and inside is where the sword was. Oh my gosh, I, I, I don't know how much longer this place has before it's completely overtaken and, and sucked down and underneath the ground. There should be a way to get inside of the, of the, of the citadel, inside of the temple. Oh. And it's gotta be on the lower, lower floor. So we gotta figure out some way to get in and then go down to the ground floor. Dimension door, but do I need to, to visibly see where I'm trying to like set the door, you know what I mean? What you do is you pick a direction and then you pick a certain amount of feet and then you teleport uh, that many feet in that direction. And if you appear inside of a, a spot that's already like taken up, like inside of a wall, for example, then you take a bunch of damage and are shunted to like the near the closest place. It doesn't sound great, but I got a question. Um, Is this door that I would create, is this like the size of a door or could this door hypothetically fit a brontosaurus? <laughs> So if I'm getting hit as a brontosaurus, I'm still gonna be able to clear space for the rest of the folks, you know what I mean? And there's a right. lot more HP I can play with. Dimension door doesn't actually create a door really that like persists for very long. It it essentially creates a, uh, a door that only you and a couple of people that you are like bringing with you can pass through. You can bring one willing creature of your size or smaller with you through the door. All right. Oh, interesting. I was wrong actually about the, the shunting thing. If you would arrive in a place already occupied by an object or creature, you and any creature traveling with you each take 4d6 force damage and the spell fails to teleport you. Jiminy Crickets, never mind, never mind. Can we all like look for a door with a perception check or something? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. You guys are gonna have to get uh, closer to it, but you know, you, you begin walking as Olanthius uh, rides away on his spectral steed. Um, what exactly is the stuff covering it? Scab. Yeah, yeah. scab. What is scab? Looks, I'm assuming it's toxic of some sort. You get closer and you reach the sort of base of the hill, so to speak. And uh, first of all, it is 300 feet high and there is a sort of like moat made of blood around it that's about 25 feet wide. And you think if you were to jump over that moat of blood and then land on the scab, it looks pretty hard. The older bits of the scab are denser than like the fresher bits. So as you climb the hill, it looks like it might be softer. Might be a hole up there that you can get into. Well, I look at Glubjag and just kind of say, yeah, you're making Misty step over there, but what about these others? Oh, guys, I can, at any point, I, I can just make um, anything to have me and the Bobby fly over. Our unicorn can fly, or is it just teleport? I'm always teleport. up near about... Okay, so it can teleport, but that's fine. So me and the Bobby can go over first, and then I can send um, that platform back for... The unicorn. So this isn't that big of a deal. Well, why don't you send the platform back and forth for all of us? Then we don't have to use, I don't have to use a spell slot. Well, listen, that sounds good to me. So uh, I start thinking of what I want to create. And what I would like to create is just a, a big ass chicken that can fit two people. I mean, okay. listen, we're going to stay on brand at this point. Uh, arise, chicken. <laughs> and so who would like to go over first in case it's dangerous? I'll go. I am strong and brave. All okay. right. We'll see you guys soon. Uh, Race the Roaster uh, animates a chicken just made out of the the nearby rocks and brings it to life. It looks like Hamstone and who else rides on it? That's me. Glubby. Hamstone and Glubjeg hop on the, uh, the animated object, which flies over the moat of blood. And you land where on the scab? At the base of it? Or do you fly up to sort of the top of it? I think we should really? go up to the top of it. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense, right? It doesn't seem to be any kind of door on the base level, so... Yeah. Okay, so you start flying around and you notice that there are these massive chains actually very similar to the ones that uh, are uh, tying Elturel to the ground. And you sort of start following one of these chains that looks like it's 
uh, attached kind of near the top of the scab. And flying around on the chicken, you look down and you see that there is a hole near the top uh, that is very close to one of these chains. Uh, so theoretically, okay. you could probably climb up this chain, completely subverting the scab itself and, and going right over the moat of blood. Yes, let's do that. So you guys do have your flying chicken, so you actually could just fly right into the hole uh, if you want. I mean, listen, use the chicken how it should be used. Okay. So or should we wait for everybody? When we need um, another chicken? Yeah. I mean, the other option we have is we could have the unicorn teleport the rest of us up there and then we'll just drop down and yeah i don't want to I, I you know i i don't want to split the party up because that could be bad <laughs> but what is would there you a drop guys off do spot? you need a drop off point yeah looking around you could land on any part of this big hill of a scab um you could land right next to the hole and then have the chicken fly back to the other group you could land on top of the chain near the entrance to the hole or you could if I remember go, correctly know. the chain itself would fuck us up um, I say let's land near the entrance, wherever's easiest. We'll jump off the chicken up onto the scab near the hole. And then when the okay. rest of the party gets up here, we can all get in the hole. Yeah. Okay. The chicken sort of lands on this part of soft scab and you guys get off of it and you can feel the ground underneath your feet, if you could even call it ground. Uh, is has like a spongy consistency. It's not hard to walk on, but it just feels squishy and weird as you're walking around on it. And you also notice that this part of the scab has at various points just sort of like weeping wounds oozing out blood. And you could swear that it's almost pulsating beneath your feet. It's quite gross. But you send the chicken off to go pick up your friends. Race and Dababa, you get on it? Hop it on. Cool. Unicorn can teleport and Lulu can fly. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to poke the ground with Barjo's bite. Okay. What Make an attack roll. Oh, all right. Uh oh. We're still on our way over there, but it's about to get fun. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just uh, you know, like tightening my armor straps and dusting off my, and then I look over and I see uh, Glubjeg stabbing his sword down into the scab, and I just I say, trying to kill it. Or... Yeah, but you're poking yeah. at it. You know, I don't know about that. <laughs> so your your sword easily passes into the spongy flesh of the scab. You pull your sword out and an abscess appears and sort of like a fountain of blood pours from that spot and sprays on you. You can try to dodge out of the way if you wish. Uh, yes. Okay, that'd be a dexterity saving throw. No. <laughs> yeah, you get blood all over you. <laughs> That's all right. I'm used to it. Ranger Ron says, if you keep picking at it, it'll never heal. <laughs> Inspiration uh, for you, point. Ranger Ron. <laughs> Moon color appears in a flash of rainbow light and uh, immediately is like, oh, God, ew. And looks over at Glubjeg is like, oh, double ew. Yeah, it's kind of gross. And Lulu and the rest of the group arrives. So now you're all standing at the entrance, this massive hole going down into the scab. Is there anything you wish to do before going in? <sighs> Casting spells. I will cast protection from evil and good upon me. Do you know if this uh, area we've entered... Uh, in case I'm in a dire situation, or I mean any situation, frankly, is it T-Rex sizable? Like, can it can it accommodate a T-Rex? Uh, it looks like there are some places where a T-Rex would be large enough. In fact, the area that you're in, the hole that you enter, uh -huh. looks like a T-Rex could probably fit in there. Okay. But you don't know what what's gonna be deeper in. That's true. Yeah. Some places are more like an Allosaurus. Hey, man, look, worst case scenario, I'm always going to go pterodactyl and just scoop my boot. I'm also going to cast protection from good and evil on myself. I'm casting a uh, tiny servant. Can I have everyone roll a d20 real fast? Ooh, easy money. I'm hot right now. Big roll. Alrighty. Also, I do know what I can do. Hey, fellas, each one of you take a bardic inspiration. It's a d10 now, by the way. Nice. Sweet. We're just gonna. Oh yeah. That's interesting. Okay. So first of all, this place is very, very dark. There is no light in in here. So if you guys don't have dark vision, you're going to need to cast light. 
I need somebody to help me with light. I can't see nothing. Hey, I have on these goggles, so we could do it where if I'm on your shoulders, I can tell you something's in front of you. Well, once we get into a fight, I guess uh, it's not very helpful. I'll pull up Bardrum's bike. It's got a light on it. Okay. There's your Sweet. dancing chicken also. You animated uh, a little buddy, right, Aaron? Yep. Thank you. It's my time to serve him, bitch. <laughs> Is your hey? Is your Winnebago still full of feces? Yeah, was, uh, ever since the accident, I'll never live it down except when I'm here in hell. I it was I was a big fan of your song "Blast Me, Tiny Daddy." That was a big hit. That's yeah, one of my best p pieces of art. I didn't make any money on it though. Well, the record company took all of it. Oh, yeah, that's a shame. That. Yep, they conned me. They said I was their <laughs> tiny servant, and they didn't give me any paychecks. <laughs> so you have your tiny servant, and you have your dancing item, and you have your unicorn, and you have your Lulu, and you have yeah. your protection from good and evil. All right, and if everybody's buffed up and ready to go, go ahead and start moving yourselves. I'll move guys, the various I, NPCs. Guys, up. I'd like to stay like uh, 15 feet ahead of us. So if something gets at me, I can always move back to you. But I'll scare them up, and then you guys can fight them, and I'll get a good lick in on them. Well, all right. Do you want to go with my dancing item since it can take a hit and it's not alive? Sure. Why not? And when you're with close to it, you get an extra 10 feet of movement, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, maybe keep it above my head. It'll float right there. Ooh, that's a good idea. Heck yeah. So I'm going to go 15 feet ahead of you. <laughs> so many people to fucking move in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, I found a stained glass window and it's surrounded by blood. Oh, it's spooky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you uh, make your way. Now, don't move any closer because you're going to fall. You see? Okay, got it. Ah, got see, it. Yeah, there's yeah. a... Yeah. So you're I'm just kind of hanging on the ledge there. I'm good. Yep. Yeah, okay. standing right on the edge with Glubjag on top of your head. Glubjag begins to climb up the wall so that he can get a better view with his amazing sure. climb. But uh, as you guys uh, see this, this uh, stained glass window, that is exactly what it is. The scab on one side of this narrow passage is stripped away, partially revealing one of the Citadel's stained glass windows. The opaque huh. blue and yellow panes depict the contemplative face of a beautiful angel. I bet that window keeps the scab from completely forming over it. We could probably break the window to get in, but then the scab might close over it. Just yeah. a theory. The entrance would be our not exit. Oof. I mean, um, about is right. that a hole that I could fly down on my dancing item or see if there's something lower? Yeah. yeah, you can fly down there. I have to ask something here. Sure. Like, are we... Did we not go into the Citadel? Are we, like, still outside the walls of the Citadel on a scab hole? So it would seem. It, it seems like the scab has grown around the Citadel, and this is okay. a part where the scab has been scratched away or, like, clawed away from okay. the wall of the Citadel. And... Okay. All that separates you from being inside of the Citadel right now is this stained glass window. This is like, it also looks like it could be the Slashman, right? The plan is to go in here and get Zario's sword, which we assume is like some mythic, super extra strong sword, right? And if our only fear is of not being able to get out because a scab grows over it, the odds of her sword being able to knock that scab right the heck out are very, very high. I think this is our easiest option if we're just going to go by easy, which doesn't necessarily do us well. But I'm not afraid of getting trapped in here because if we're going in here, we're not coming out without the sword regardless. And I bet bottom dollar that sword could cut anything we need cut. Glubjig, can't you uh, like plane shift in there quick and see what's going on? Yeah, but I can only do that once. Uh, well, you could go to the other side of the wall real slick like and then punch through the window if it's safe or if it's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd kind of rather save that for when it's really important. I'm going to have my dancing item move around and see if there's any other things, you know? Like a like door? A... Maybe there's a door right down below us and we're just being stupid. Us <laughs> stupid? Since when? Well, when I try to move it down, I don't get any better vision, so... I could catch a misty step, I guess. Can I jump onto the dancing item from where I am? Yeah, absolutely. You can jump on it. And uh, the reason why you're not seeing anything, by the way, new up here is because you don't uh, you don't see through the dancing item's eyes. So it's, ah, it's not revealing enough. anything for you. Yeah. And I don't have light. So Bardrum's oh. uh, bite is the... Wait, wait. I, can I pass him my dark goggles? 
And worst case scenario, I'll be a bat or some shit, but I don't need to see. I'm next to the Bobby. I'll be fine. I'll jump on with him. Okay. That's a good idea. So you two hop on, uh, trying to get a better view of the rest of the scab as you sort of like fly past this uh, window. Um, So you see before you that it's it splits off into two directions. You can just sort of barely see that there is what appears to be a, a larger section of the scab scraped away down to the south with what appears to be just two large pillars. Uh, again, it seems like whatever creatures sort of like carved these tunnels into the scab did so trying to breach into the citadel. But once they reached the citadel, they, for some reason, stopped. Let's not linger. Let's keep going down further and we'll see if we can yeah. find... A door or something. And to be fair, yeah. he old boy said it's gonna be at the bottom of wherever we're going. So we're already here, guys. Let's go. How do we descend right here? Oh, it's kind of a like fifteen foot jump or something. Yeah, you could you could jump down. It looks like a five, ten, fifteen, twenty foot drop down. Seems like that could hurt some of us who are not as durable. It looks like these two want to do a little bit of scouting. So I'm gonna go ahead and move right. the dancing item yeah. that they're flying on down a little Let's bit. Let's do that. Because the dancing item could come back and pick us up. Exactly. Yep. So well, there's no door there's no door there. It's just those pillars. But then there's two little paths that go down further here. You're not sure if your dancing chicken is gonna be able to fit down that passage to the right. Mooncolor would have problems too. Split up. The rest of the party just waits patiently. Mooncolor um, starts clomping her hooves. I wonder what they're doing down there. Man, I, I can send okay. them messages. Can we bring the dancing item down 10 feet so that I can get off of it and stay stand right there? Yeah, it moves down. Hey, uh, I do have a lantern. Do you want it? Oh, yeah, give me that lantern. Okay, I give him my lantern. Okay, so now you have a little bit of light uh, hanging from your hip as you tie the lantern okay. to your belt loops. I'm going to walk down this corridor. Okay. I'm going to walk a little ways down this one. I yell out, hey, are you off of the platform? Yes. I called the dancing item so we can also see what, what's going on. Well, there's so... something down here. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, we're okay. supposed to be riding down on the dancing item already. Okay. It wasn't just sitting there. I thought that uh, that would make some sense. So you guys ride down on the dancing item as Glubjag begins to squeeze into this hole, this really tight halfling-sized hole. It's kind of creepy because... You know, you know, some people will go spelunking in a cave and then get themselves caught and never be able to get out. Glubjig is just boldly squeezing in there. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna squeeze down through there too. Uh, hold Wait, on. hold on, <laughs> big fella. Before anyone does anything else, uh, Glubjig has spotted some things. Hordes of hellish flies buzz around this dark chamber. Oh. Fuck that. Which is strewn with mutilated devil corpses and gnawed bones. A hole in the floor reveals another dark cavern below this one. Damn it, we should have just broke through the window. Something has just been casually killing devils. Yeah, whatever made these damn tunnels. We should have just gone through the stained glass window. Those things are easy to break, probably. The flies don't appear to have noticed you. It might be about time we uh, mosey back to the window. Yeah, let's go try the window at least. Yeah, I don't want to have a bunch of fly combat. It just seems. <laughs> All right, uh, Ham- Hamstone, you're gonna need to make a climb check to ascend oh up that like 45 oh, degree God angle. Damn it! Would that be athletics? Yeah, athletics, please. Worst case scenario, I can polymorph you into something. No, I'm good. I got it. Okay. Yep, he got it. Uh, to Bobby, I'm not gonna make you make that check since you were basically hadn't even gone down there at all. Yeah, uh, I didn't. That, like, thing that Glubjeg was doing, where he was basically descending down a perfectly vertical shaft, that oh, okay. would be very difficult to do. But he has a climb speed, so he can do it without oh, any problems. Right. I thought maybe I could just wedge myself in there and shimmy, and I'd just <laughs> blink down in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yourself down? Yeah. Okay, I examine the stained glass window. Do I determine, can I determine if it's breakable? Looks like a stained glass window. It's totally breakable. You know, like, how exactly are you examining it? Just looking at it? Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at the thickness, figuring out, Can I mean, can I see through any of it? Normally you can kind of see through stained glass. Uh, you can make you can make out just like vague uh, things like uh, it looks like you're looking into some sort of a chapel or it might be magical, you know. Can't we like do a perception oh, yeah. check? Let's do a detect magics. Who casts detect magic? Somebody with that spell. 
<laughs> Do I still have hey. it? I might have gotten rid of it because of that fiasco that happened where I was trying to cast it as a ritual. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I got rid of it. Oh, wait. Um, moon color. Can you detect magic? I can cast detect evil and good. I don't know mm. if that helps in this scenario, but cool. Oh, I can cast pass without trace. That would probably help if you guys wanted to be sneaky. Might want to be sneaky in case we got to go through the flies. Huh? I have passed without trace. Well, gosh, I'm just useless then. <laughs> no, you're beautiful. Don't listen to them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's get that pass without trace going and we'll yeah, break that window. Yeah, let's pass some traces. Yeah, let's yeah, do it. I'll cast it. That way you don't have to, Glubjag. Thanks. Perfect. Smart. If I don't have to take magic, can I, like, maybe arcana check? Yeah, you can do an arcana check. Without detect magic, it might be hard to... Because usually with arcana, you're taking a look at something that's obviously magical and then determining what uh, magical properties it has. This just looks like a, a window, stained glass window. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that... Our, our guy with a wrench hasn't just wanted to smash with a wrench because I'm at the point where I'm ready to just throw my dancing item through the fucking window. I mean, I'm going <laughs> to smash it, but I just want to make sure that we're quiet about it. All right. Are we, uh, did somebody cast that? Moon color? Yep. Moon color casts it. Uh, you guys all gather up. You have to be all within 30 feet of her. But now right, you have get up here. plus 10 to your stealth checks for the next hour. Nice. Okay, I'm going to smack the corner of it and see if I can get anything to break. All right, so make an attack roll. All righty. X-Wing. You slam your mighty wrench uh, into the window with such force that it should be shattered, no question. It's just glass. Yeah. But yeah, I rolled your, a 27. Your wrench bounces off of it like it is the strongest metal you've ever encountered. Ah, you don't yikes. even leave a mark. Outrageous. What about those doors you can make, Race? Dimension doors, but... Yeah. So what I know, I have to choose the amount of feet, right? So, how thick is this kind of glass? Maybe like a foot-ish? Yeah, I think it's a. It's probably something divine that's keeping yeah. this intact. I think yeah, we need I, to, I, I think agree. we need to, yeah. Glubjig, do you think we need, Brad, do you think we need to work deeper down into this thing and maybe kill those bugs? I do, I think the window is still unbroken for a reason. Yeah. We'll We're like more it. clever than whatever made these tunnels. Yeah. We could just go to the right. Glubjag, you also know that many demons and devils have the ability to teleport. A lot of them are able to do it multiple times a day or even at will. If they had that ability, then, you know, just a regular wall wouldn't really be much of a deterrent to them getting into this place. No, I don't think that's going to work, big guy. I think we got to work our way deeper into these tunnels. Maybe He's we got to put boots to the ground. Let's at least go see this big room. All right. We're going to the right. Let's go to the right. We can check okay. it out. We don't got to descend All anywhere. Right. Yeah. Olivia said it's at the bottom of this place, but I just want to go to a place where we don't all get fucking split up. I feel like right now to the right is the direction. I feel like. Last time I squeezed, it wasn't a good thing. It's looking yeah. kind of bloody over here. Can I tell what this blood is? It looks like blood, ah. Jim. Do I hear anything? <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, go ahead and make a uh, perception check. May I also make a perception check? Yes, everybody can make a perception <laughs> check. It's those flies. It's those flies, man. Maybe they make the tunnels, huh? 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 Oh, yeah, my God. Natural 20. Natural 20. Okay. You actually do think you maybe hear something? You don't hear anything coming from in front of you, actually. Like, down here, you know? You don't really hear anything coming from down there. But you stop, and everybody's quiet, and you listen real, real hard. And to Bobby, you're hesitant at first, but eventually you build the courage to place your ear up against the scab that is directly like above you. Mm -hmm. And you think you can vaguely hear the sounds of like splashing and babbling of some sort. Oh no, it's splash babblers. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I hear splashing and babbling through the wall here. It's a babbling in a language you can understand. Uh, do you speak abyssal? Yes, I do actually speak abyssal. Okay. You think it might be abyssal, but you cannot make out the actual words because of it, how okay. thick the, the wall is. It's probably demons like bathing or something. Okay. What? A demon you abyssal? Yep. Let me hear it. Put like right here. Yeah, you can make a perception check. I gently place my hand on the other side of Glovejig's head and push hard. You don't hear anything, Brad. Uh, well, I got a two instead of a one. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Glubjeg uh, tries to listen, but can you can only hear the vague, like a pumping sound? We're in a giant heart. <laughs> Could be. Well, something's got to be moving all this board there, around. Uh, Gray976 has uh, posted a clarification on Pass Without Trace. If we're within 30 feet of the caster for the duration of this spell, we get a plus 10 to dexterity stealth checks. You have to remain within 30 feet? Yeah. That's apparently it, yes. Like I oh, Unicorn okay. needs to keep up with us. It, can, it can't fit down that spot, can it? Uh, it can squeeze, can it? Can't squeeze through here. But it can teleport. No, it can only teleport once per day. <laughs> then it can stay the hell there. We're going on without you, Uni. All right. Well, no, wait, because if it can't squeeze through, we really need it right now. It looks like we're about to get around the corner and those flies are going to be over here. I mean, Brad has that spell. I'm also, my natural stealth is outrageous. I can turn invisible also and make someone else invisible. We have other options. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I mean, so if you want, I can like go invisible and creep around with like you or Glovejig and make one of y'all invisible. Or we all just go as a group? By the way, uh, I think you have Rary's telepathic bond, don't you? You know yeah. I do, handsome. So you guys are probably doing all this mentally. Not even yeah, talking. Very clever and quiet. Yeah. That helps. So clever. Who is going to get turned invisible and Ray, go stealthy? Ray said he's going invisible and he's heading in. Glubjig, yeah, so what's, your, Glubjig what's your stealth? I can also turn invisible. Oh, crap. Well, then I do can, it cast see invisibility okay so you'll know where we are <laughs> awesome yep i can cast pass without trace and be invisible because my invisibility is an ability not a spell oh you're talking about like your hiding thing they replaced it with i become invisible okay cool so wait so does your pass with trace affect all of us then only if we're within 30 feet yeah right. so we can all go down with you now because we're all basically going to be it's it's nature's veil now every nature's veil okay i'm just looking yeah. to read it right here uh as a bonus action you magically become invisible until the start of your next turn you can use this a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus so this isn't going to be uh, invisibility for very long i got greater invisibility bub i can just make it make sense for you if you really need it yeah, greater invisibility well, is only lasts a minute, but you remain invisible even if you attack. Health is also also uh, out of control. Like it's it's better than yours, race. So oh, hey, 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 we can measure anytime you want, but oh, I, I will win. <laughs> <laughs> Debobby, it looks like you have something to say. <laughs> no, I'm just waiting for somebody to make the first move. Club check. Me and you, stealth mode right now. We'll be back. I'm stealth checking. All right. All right. Nice. 20. Wow. All right. So a 20 stealth as a race quietly pushes forward and downward. Uh, and then Glubjug is also sneaking up ahead with a race. That oh, son wow. of a biscuit. Wow. You, my boots. you rolled an 11. And with all your modifiers, it ended up being a 25. That is incredible. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> That, the man is preposterous. That kind of, yeah, that's ridiculous. Okay, so you guys sneak up ahead and uh, you make your way down. Tell us what you see on the way down there, boys. Right on my shoulders. Do it. Cling tenaciously right. to his buttocks. Hang on to his shoulders. Here we go. All right, so Race hops on your back and clings to you as you climb across the scabrous walls of this gross cavern. And uh, he brings you gently to the ground. You can go either left or right. Um, and if you look over to your left, you oh, see out in the distance the uh, those flies that you'd seen earlier, Glubjag. Flies are to the left, yeah. guys. There's a bunch of flies we're trying to avoid. <laughs> Be careful on your way down, but you can come down to where we are without much muss or fuss. There's a drop. Uh, so do you guys uh, follow them? I'll follow them down to the point where I would fall and get hurt. But okay. yeah, I'm just going to perch on the edge there. I'm not going to go down there. I don't have a, I don't, I, I mean, my athletics is really high, but I don't know that I can. Is there anything to tie a rope to up here? Uh, no, yeah. not really. I do have a rope, I think. I mean, you, you feel like you could probably like spike something into the wall. Oh, I have uh, I have javelins. I have five javelins. I'm going to take one of my javelins and try to stab it deep into the okay. scab. Make an attack roll. I have a grappling um, hook. A grappling hook would be better hey. than a javelin, I'm, but... Uh, here it is. I'm I, giving you my grappling hook. 
okay, thank you for the grappling hook. Then I'll use the grappling hook. Okay, you go ahead and jam the grappling hook into the scab. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw as blood sort of oh, splurts yeah. all over. Dex save, coming up, 21. You easily dodge out of the way of the blood and don't mar your beautiful body with it. I'm sexy. <laughs> Ew, that's so uncivilized and disgusting. I cast Featherfall. Aha. <laughs> All right, so you, you hop down and float. And I do it for my tiny servant, do, do and you... I do it for anyone else who needs it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I take the, uh, I leave the grappling hook in place, though, because we might have to come back up this way. Guys, I see something. This is what you see, Glubjeg, uh, as you continue stealthing around. So at this point, the scab has sort of transitioned from being soft and spongy to being hard as a rock. You see what appears to be a number of small, snarling demons covered in matted gray fur, clawing and biting a hole into the hard, scabby floor. A demon made of shadow flies over the smaller fiends, screaming at them in abyssal. Do I know what these things are? You know what these things are. These are some of the lowest forms of demons. They are the dretch. Uh, and then the, the shadowy one is a shadow demon, believe it or not. And they're all fiends? Oh, yeah. They don't appear to have noticed Glubjeg and Race, but the rest of you are close enough now that you're going to have to make stealth checks too, unless you want to be noticed. Are we still under the effect of Pass Without Trace? Mooncolor's not next to us. So yeah, no, no, but, right. but uh, Glubjeg cast it. Yeah, yeah no, but we're oh, within 30 oh. feet of him. Yeah, if you sure. cast, if you cast okay. uh, the Pass Without Trace, then yeah, you guys have it. So go ahead and roll stealth checks with plus 10. All right, 20 and 18, and let me just double check to make sure. I'm sure you guys beat their passive perceptions. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, tiny servant, be yeah. quiet. Okay, uh, I'll, step, I'll step carefully. <laughs> yeah, technically the tiny servant has to make a stealth check, but uh, uh, you guys, enough of you pass this group stealth check that even if it rolls a one, you guys are still fine. But if anyone steps to me, then I'm going to get noisy. We're in the wizard's pouch and the merchant's purse. We're gems for trade and iron for swords. We're jobs for those in need of work and we're thriving localized economies. We're Flark Mining Collective and we believe that if it's in the ground and there's a demand for it, We'll find a way to get it out and sell it. Will it be the safest or most ecologically friendly method we use? <laughs> no, but we'll get the job done. We're Flark Mining Collective, and we're making a better world by digging mines in it. Um, so yeah, you guys sit there and sort of like watch as this is happening and Glubjeg, do you speak abyssal? I do. Okay. You can actually make out words that are coming out of the shadow demon's mouth in abyssal. It seems like this demon is directing the dretches to dig directly down, like down into the scab around here. And it's, it's very slow going because they're essentially digging into rock. They're probably trying to dig into the, into the place, right? Yeah, they're trying to get the Zerial sword. They're not trying to dig through the wall. They're digging down into the scab. Like, yeah. Oh, they're the ones who um, made these scabby tunnels. Well, wait, what do you mean by down? Into the, the scabby ground, like directly beneath where they are. Down to the bottom of the scab oh. where they think the entrance is probably. Yeah, they're not burrowing towards the citadel. They're burrowing deeper okay. into the, the ground. I guess maybe I'll just watch them for a little bit. Good idea. Okay. How long do you guys uh, want to watch them? Till they stop um, being entertaining. <laughs> hey, folks. Um, I was gonna say. Um, he was just giving out commands. Like, say maybe try to watch them until if he's like faster into the citadel. Like, is, are they gonna drop any hints? We might just have to beat a motherfucker until he gives up the information. You know. You, you know, slap him around. Uh. So you uh, wait a while. Uh. 
and just try to see if you can gather any more information. And I'll pull out um, Morning Shaft. Morning Shaft. Can we wait and see if there's like a little nerdy one that the rest of them don't like? Oh. But it has like hidden writings underneath uh, the bathroom. Yeah. His poetry. Poetry. <laughs> Did you actually, uh, Hamstone, do you actually approach to where you're at right now? Yeah, I do. I want to step up because I'm, I'm itching for a fight so bad. I, I just stepped up uh, the, the 20 feet closer to, to those guys. Okay. Sorry, do I need to make another stealth check? No. Uh, so, Glubjeg, so you notice that the uh, shadow demon is looking in your direction. Uh, and it's, uh, hisses and you hear it say in abyssal light, we have intruders. The lantern oh, at your hip <laughs> casts oh, light. Dang it. It is a bullseye lantern. It's a lantern. I can like close it. I didn't say I did that though. I, I, <laughs> I got anxious and then I wanted to fight so bad. I forgot to turn off my lantern guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll have to ask Nacious to r resurrect you, I guess. Row says JWM. Do I have time to get off a shot before they realize what's happening? Light. Okay. They're no longer surprised oh. because of the light. Right. So if you roll high on initiative, you'll be able to do it. Do I know what uh, immunities and resistances these demons have? Uh, yeah. Um, so I'll, gi I'll give you the dretches, no problem. But the uh, shadow demon, you're going to have to roll. And I'll give you advantage since you have your background with uh, killing these things. Yeah, Sorry, religion. guys. I made a huge boner here. Oh. Oh, so what happened when the whole thing shut down? Are we fighting, it sounds like? They, uh, they saw Hamstone's light, which he forgot to cover up. Oh! Yeah, Hambone walked up with his lantern out. I was just so anxious, itching for a fight. <laughs> he hates fiends, so this is kind of what he does. Yeah. I get it. One of, one of the big weaknesses of humans in D&D is their lack of dark vision. Like most other races yeah. have dark vision, but humans don't. And it can cause real problems if the DM remembers to enforce <laughs> light rules. Yeah. Real world problems. And honestly, I, I forget a lot of the time, but this time I remembered and I was like, okay, we have to do it. Look at Hamstone fast as the dickens over there. Oh, the shadow demon rolled a natural one for his initiative. Yes. I should have declared I was holding an action. Uh, should have declared it. Oh, well, Glubjeg is dead. Um, if you just got back from watching the ads on Twitch, you missed when Glubjeg died. It's so tragic. <laughs> I'm sure it has something to do with that weird extra-dimensional vortex I got sucked into for an hour. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so uh, race, you uh, notice just as um, Glubjack does that the the shadow demon and some of the dretches have noticed that you guys are here because of the light. You never answered my question, Emily. <laughs> okay, what was your question? Sorry. Resistances and immunities. Right. Right. They're resistant to information. Uh huh. And they're immune to the truth. Um. All right. So the resistances of the dretches are. Is it Rachel Dretch? It is. <laughs> She's funny. They they're immune to poison. Uh, resistant to cold, fire, and lightning. As far as like their special abilities and stuff, they can basically fart once per day. It can poison you uh, if you are in their farts. Poison farts. Um, and then, sorry, what was your religion roll for the shadow demon? Yes, 13. 13. Uh, that is actually not enough to know much about the shadow demons. Uh, you could guess that they are similar to the dretches as far as their immunities and stuff. But these guys look different. They look like they're like incorporeal, you know, like they're made of shadow. Uh, Hamstone, you continue your charge forth and you actually rolled highest on initiative looks like. So go ahead and take your turn. If I move 20 feet, I can get right to the edge of this ledge. Uh huh. But that's as far as I can get unless I jump off. And if I jump down, I would want to attack one of these dretches on my way down. Is that feasible? Uh, yeah, you could jump down and make an attack. Um, I would say that that attack, I kind of want to give it a penalty if it's yeah. in midair, um, okay. like a disadvantage on the attack. Okay, I want to jump off this ledge. I've moved 20 feet, and so if I jump five feet out... 
I would pretty much fall straight down onto a dretch that is 20, like 25 feet below me. Yeah. I want to land right in the middle between two of these dretches. Okay. And as I'm falling down, I scream, vengeance for whore! <laughs> and I slice down with my glaive on the one that was directly beneath me. Awesome. All right. No disadvantage on that. Uh, so go ahead and make your attack. Vengeance for whore! A 13. Boom, a 13. Hmm. Yes, well, your uh, blade slices through the dretch's hide. Yes! Okay, so I deal five radiant damage right off the bat, because that's like the automatic yeah. uh, smite. Uh, five slashing. Yeah. And then I'm going to divine smite this bitch. Ooh. Hard. Using a third level spell slot for it. Dang. So 23 radiant wow. damage. Uh, you scream for horror and drive your glaive straight through this dredge, chopping it in half. Yes. And the two halves of its body explode in fiery light. Oh. Uh, yeah, you absolutely banish this thing. It is dead. Oh, oh my I got a little boner working. However, yeah. you also plummeted <laughs> 25 feet, so I sure you, did. You're gonna take yeah. some damage here. So when I jump down, is that different than falling? Um, not really. Uh it, it would allow you to get more distance if you make like an athletics check, but you didn't have to make a athletics check for that distance there. Okay. Um, but there is no there's no way to uh, prevent yourself from like uh, yeah. falling prone and stuff when you fall unless you're like a monk there's a bunch of various sure. abilities you can have but yeah okay. you do land kind of hard on top of the dead dredge and uh you take six damage and fall prone yeah what's going on what is that <laughs> he fell he took six damage and he fell oh, okay. prone what does that, sound that's, falling? <laughs> that sounded like him falling onto the dredge <laughs> Yeah, I I'm guess prone. there's no difference if you fall or jump off a three-story building. There's really so, no difference. No. So my question, my second question now is that I've I've moved 20 feet and then I've essentially jumped straight down. Yeah. Uh, do I still have any movement left? Uh, your movement is now over because you fell okay. prone. But yes. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, that's, yeah. Okay, then it goes to Race's turn. How the Duke boy's gonna get out of this one? All right, so. All right, I want to start heading down towards here as well. Okay. And as I begin to fall, I'm just gonna land as a T Rex. We just gonna get straight to that action. I ain't here to play games. Once I start falling down the hole, it's like, it's very cinematic, you know what I mean? It's, uh, imagine I'm me, but then I'm not because I'm a dinosaur. It's that kind of vibe, you know? Yeah, so you, you, like, get to the edge, and then you just, like, hop off, and then you turn to a dinosaur and you're way down. Can I, can I use your T-Rex as an escalator? Oh, God. Man, yes. I, I would be honored. And since I'm Whoa. so large, you said it's 25 feet. The T-Rex is gonna be about 20 feet, so I'd figure I wouldn't take much damage because it's like I'm kind of just gonna land on my feet. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. it's, okay. It's like if I jumped off a, a stoop versus like I'm jumping off a ledge. That's how it's, it's going in my head. Okay. And if I'm wrong, please correct me. Uh, yeah, no, I think that would probably cut down the fall damage in half. Well, let's go with that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put your little token just like. Right here. I'm going to put the T-Rex token right here. Oh, yeah. That's only like 10 feet. Yeah. So, like, you turn into the T-Rex when you're right here, and then you fall 10 feet. Um, unfortunately, you also fall right on top of uh, Hamstone. Whoa! Uh, who's <laughs> prone on the ground. I'm going to have Hamstone make a uh, dexterity saving throw to roll out of the way. <laughs> and dodge the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh. 24, natural oh, yeah. 20. Oh, yeah. Look at him. Yeah. This I roll just out. how we planned I, it. Can can I, with a natural twenty deck save, roll out of the way into like a spinning up on my shoulders, and can, can I land on my back on my feet, like kip? All right, kip up. we'll give it to you. Natural twenty on that deck yes. save, you kip up, yeah. and you are no longer prone. Whoa. All right, and uh, race, you are going to get a chance to make an attack before you also crash to the ground and probably slip and fall prone as well. See, my thing is, I don't think I should be prone, man. If you would uh, think about how big a T Rex is, baby, and I got claws, I'm not wearing that clumsy armor that Hamstone is. I'm 
I'm gonna dig right into the ground. You ever see a bird? Well, imagine a bird, but a bigger bird. That's a dinosaur, right? Okay. I'm doing like this. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I think I'm hooking in. Like, you know, locking in, my brother. Like, yeah. I'm fine with that. Uh, so you you extend your talons uh, and you sort of like grab the sides of the wall uh, with them to sort of slow your fall. And you land without taking any damage. But you also get blood spewed all over you uh, as oh no! you sort of rake the uh, sides of the scab. Um, so I do also have to say, like, if an elephant fell 12 feet, they would just break all their legs. Okay, so, well, here's how I imagine. Maybe this is what I may be getting wrong about polymorph, right? So I imagine polymorph is like this expanding thing and, like, it starts bottom down. So it's like, as I'm getting closer to the ground, the feet are meeting the ground quicker than I'm hitting the ground from like an accelerated rate. You know what I mean? I'd say that would add to the damage you took if your legs are <laughs> shooting towards the ground at the same time as your body is. You watch too much anime, my friend. You watch just the proper amount, sir. Don't you dare. <laughs> I mean, you can exceed terminal velocity if you're also adding the speed at which your legs are extending. All right, is there... I need a mathematician and a paleontologist right now. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You... He's clawing the side all the way down, you, so he's fine. You slide down, just spewing blood all over yourself, and oh you you land, and now you can go ahead and make your attacks. Thank you, sir. All right, uh, I'm going to go bite. All right, so you bite one of these dretches with an 18 on the die. That's definitely a hit. So which dretch? You know what's when I want to hit because I feel like when the Bobby... Uh, Glubjet come down. The one that's up there, can I reach that one just because it might get an attack of opportunity on those guys? Oh, yeah. You can reach that one. No problem. Okay. Let me let me get the big guy up there so we won't have anyone on top of our heads. Alright. So, with your mighty T-Rex jaws, as you're sliding down this, uh, this slippery slick with blood scab, you just bite this guy who is just kind of hanging out by himself in like an alcove, like resting. And you do... Come on, mama, come on. He was just on break, checking his phone. <laughs> 31 piercing damage. Uh, we'll take it. Uh, which is more than enough to bite this little thing in half. It is dead. Son of a bitch. Nice. Um, and then can I also still get the tail whip? Yep. Attackers a hey, tail whip! 13 on a die, that'll hit. Uh, which dretch? Um... The other side of Hamstone. Okay, the other side yeah. of Hamstone, the one in front of Hamstone. You slap it with your tail. Which makes sense, because that's where your butt's currently facing. Uh, for 24 bludgeoning damage. Wow. And you... Love? You flatten it. It is dead. Nice. All right, now I need you to... Uh, I need everybody to roll a d20 real quick. 14. Okay. I got a 12. Nice. Okay. 16. Eight, two. Okay, next up in the initiative, we have the Tiny Servant. Yes, Tiny Servant's going to delay action and join me for going off the edge of this. Yes. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Uh, then we go to Lulu. I'm ready for action. When called, I will obey. Thank you, Tiny. Uh, all right, it's Lulu. Tiny bucket. Lulu flies down in here, no problem with her 120-foot fly speed. Uh, and she gets right in front of Hamstone and just lets loose a wild and loud trumpet blast. Yeah, hey, she's like Dizzy Gillespie. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, shoots Kool-Aid out of her trunk. Yes, like Dizzy Gillespie. Well known for shooting Kool-Aid. <laughs> Out of the Pur end of his trumpet. Good reference. Purple Saurus Rex. <laughs> uh, oh. Wait a second. Do you guys want her to do this? Every time she does a trumpet blast, the sound can be heard out to a range of 600 feet. Do you want her to do this? No, I don't want the flash. I think we can handle these guys without her. Yeah, we don't need that. All right. Yeah. She stays back. Relax, Lulu. Relax. To Bobby, your turn. I spring into action. Featherfall. It's a reaction, yep. So I'm going to give uh, Featherfall to my tiny servant as well. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's actually up to five 
falling creatures within range. So yeah, the uh, the tiny or the tiny servant's gonna jump along with you, basically. Yep. Okay. Cool. And then um, where's where's all the troublemakers? Over to the right. Yeah, seems like that's where most of them are now. All right, so we're gonna gently drop all the way down here. You drop down to the ground, sort of sliding off of uh, the T-Rex's back. I'm basically doing like a Legolas up the elephants. Except I'm going down. Oh, cool. Now you're face to face with this shadowy demon. Yeah. I'm going to smack him. Can I just grab Tiny Servant and like chuck him towards this guy and get an attack in? Um, (laughs) (laughs) It depends. Uh, That would mean that you're unarmed. You don't have anything. You have to have one free hand to do that. Yeah, you're right. Let's, uh, well, I mean, I had one free hand. No, well, I have the shield. Tiny, you're right. If Tiny Servant, is, but if Tiny Servant is riding with you, it's his turn next. Oh, he, he can just jump yeah, off and he run. He can away. jump off me. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to carry him so that he doesn't have to, uh, lose his action. Okay. Can't wait to hear this song that Tiny Servant is going to sing. All right. So Dababi ends his turn, and now it's Tiny Servant's turn. And he's attacking. What is this thing? That is a shadow demon. Shadow demon. Well, let's see. Tiny Servant uh, doesn't have a great attack. I mean, he gets plus five to hit. He has Shatter embedded in him. Does, um, yeah, you're right. He does, doesn't he? That is also a very loud spell. That's a loud spell. Yeah, let's not not use that. All right. Um, It's too loud, Uh, man. Why don't you cast cast Massive Scream? (laughs) 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 Cast Ska Band. (laughs) Pick it up, pick it up, quick. <laughs> All right, um, he will, um, I wonder if he could, like, okay, so what's this, uh, what's this dude got for a weapon? I mean, he's, he just, uh, has claws, shadowy claws and teeth and horns. Okay. Could Tiny Servant potentially, like, jump on his face? I mean, he, yeah, he can certainly try. Why don't you make me a religion check? Yeah, why don't I do that? Yeah, yeah. why don't you do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, religion, like, you know, gods yeah. and whatnot. There it is. That's the stuff. Mortal man. He got a 21. Yeah, that is good. Uh, so you know a bit more about shadow demons than, than Glovejug does. Uh, you know that these things are not actually, like, corporeal. So mm-hmm. any attempt to jump on its face would probably fail pretty uh, miserably. Okay. Yeah, you, they cannot be grappled. Uh, they can't be prone. They can't be restrained. They can't be petrified. They can move through solid things. Tiny servant's just going to attack him then. Okay. Straight up attack him and be brave. All right. Do it, tiny buddy. 15. That 15. is a hit. Yeah, it's me. What's up, co- incorporeal bitch? <laughs> <laughs> you fantastical bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now go ahead and You're make- lucky. You're lucky I didn't grab your face. <laughs> but I've been told that don't work. 1d4 oh. plus 3 bludgeoning. Whoa. That should do it. That should kill him, right? <laughs> yep. Huh? Cute. He's just cute, you know? He's cute. All about. Slaps him with his little hand. There it is. Seven points. Oof, not too bad. Not bad. Not too good. bad. Seven points. Yeah. Wow. Right. Uh, yeah, Tiny Servant jumps up and punches this demon in the face. Uh, you don't think it did very much damage uh, because these things are, you know, are resistant to uh, non-magical attacks. Um, but hey, anything, everything helps. But it certainly is not what this guy was expecting. No. <laughs> he was not expecting. not think a bucket with arm and legs that shit talks was going to be, you know, trying to fuck him up. <laughs> he probably came to work today thinking, I got to go down in that scab again and tell those dretches to keep biting. Not at any point did he, did he think, I hope none of the buckets attack me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, it's time for uh, the dretches to go now. Um, one of them sort of climbs out from behind the shadow demon and moves to the side of him. We're just going to represent him being to the side of him by being above him. Uh, and then begins to attack the tiny servant. Oh, well, you're yeah, paid for this. That's unexpected. Yeah. Tragic. <laughs> 
First, it bites the bucket. Misses. My, let's see, it's 15. I got natural bucket protection. Then it kicks the <laughs> Then it claws yes! the bucket. <laughs> oh. I was going to make a kick the bucket joke, you son of a bitch. Minus one inspiration. <laughs> the timing. The timing was, was off. Okay, it failed. Next dretch. Wait, you can still make it because uh, Jason can edit you in. Aha! And then no. it kicks. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I will not allow it. Okay, this next stretch. Uh, let's see. Miss me, miss me. Now you gotta kiss me. <laughs> this one actually has to climb across or jump across in order to make it up to you guys. So it's going to have to make a check here. Uh, athletics check. We got a good attack. <laughs> oh, natural one. <laughs> <laughs> that went free falling. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah, that dretch uh, just kind of falls. It tries to jump, make this like little, very easy jump actually. Only 10 <laughs> feet. But falls, plummeting, and landing atop of its friend who has to make a dexterity save. Oh, good lord. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's down your leg. You was terrified at the moment. Okay, dexterity save, and we got a six. That's not enough. <laughs> so they're both going to take some falling damage. Five, 10, 15, Good 20. lads. Good okay. lads. 2d6 damage to both. God, these dredges are killing themselves. <laughs> kind of, yeah. They're not very good. Uh, we'll say that about these these guys. They try. Well, next is Glubjeg. Big Glub. All right, check this out, everyone. Uh -huh. I'm I'm I am going to use Distance Strike for the first time since <gasps> I'm level eleven. What? So uh -huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna run in here. As soon as I change my arrow back to what it was, on here, uh, I am gonna shoot the shadow demon. Wait a minute! Did you just like jump down on top of the T Rex? Yeah, yeah. I'm on the wall, dude. Oh, wait, you're wait, climbing wait. down. Yeah, but you can't shoot a bow while you're climbing. It takes both of your hands. Well, I just Why saw not? a woman shoot a bow with her feet. Yeah, what? he's using his feet. I saw, that. No. I saw that video too, and I know no, I know no, how it she works. Like nailed, I, I can see it's a foot. It's not a foot video. Don't even say it like that. It's not, <laughs> but <laughs> so no, it's, I mean it's no different than than running on the ground for other people. No, right? that's not true. I have a climbing speed. Yeah, but the, no, you're thinking of like spider climb, something where you can, and even spider climb, you can't just run around with uh, your feet just on the walls. Like climbing requires you to use, I know, at least one hand and both feet in order to do it. In order to do it. Yeah. You, you, okay. Yeah. Where does it say that? Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you, you show me where it says that, and then I will abide by it. Okay, well, it, it actually, it doesn't say what is required for climbing. So if you take rules as written, climbing doesn't require anything. Okay. <laughs> I'm also seeing uh, under special types of movement in the player's handbook, page 182, the rules as written allows for the attack if he has enough movement left to climb the rest of his distance. Now, okay, here we go. I figured it out, guys. I figured it out. All we have okay. to do is look at Spider Climb, okay? Spider Climb says, uh, you gain the ability to move up, down, and across vertical surfaces and upside down along ceilings while leaving its hands free. The target also gains a climbing speed equal to its walking speed. So by the power of deduction, we can deduce that the ability to leave its hands free while climbing across all those surfaces is separate from having a climbing speed. Otherwise, it would be redundant to mention both of them, right? Mm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, rules is written. It actually doesn't say what you need in order to climb, that you have to even have any hands free, which is silly. Right. Yeah, I can actually get here at, on my movement, and then I will use distance strike. Uh, I will teleport 10 feet to the ground. Okay. So I will shoot him. Okay. 
Nice. That's nice. Damn. That's, that's casual ass whooping. All right. <laughs> so you do. And I don't. I don't want to use my planar warrior uh, ability on him. So he does twenty. Okay, that is more than enough to kill him, and that dretches vaporize instantly. Excellent. Mm. Then link over there, and then I'm going to shoot this dretch. Uh huh. Without the planar warrior bonus. Okay, go for it. That would okay. be uh, sixteen. 16 damage. Okay, this arrow does pierce this dretch right in the belly, and he looks like he almost got the wind knocked out of him by this, and he's barely clinging onto life. So then I attack two different things, uh -huh. and I, because of uh, how distance strike works, I can now attack a third thing. Okay. So I'm now going to attack the shadow demon, and I will use my planar warrior. All right. Badass, saving the best shot for last. Big hits, baby. Ooh. 22 points. Ooh, 22 points. And Jeebus. that 19 is enough to hit. And you ignore its resistances because of your force damage. I do. Um, and Planar Warrior turns all the damage to force, or does it? Well, the other damage is radiant. Yeah, that's why I'm asking, because it, it's actually vulnerable to Radiant. So okay. if um, if Planar Warrior changes it to Force, it'll actually take less damage. Right. But uh, uh, Let's see. Uh, next time you hit that creature, all damage dealt to that attack becomes Force damage. Okay, force. well, you still did a lot of damage. You just would have done, like, yeah. three more damage or something if... Uh, okay. But, um, so that is 22 damage. Bam. Uh, yeah, this guy is starting to look pretty hurt. Uh, you think you'd need about two or three more shots to actually kill him, though. Okay. Well, that, that, ladies and gentlemen, is a distance strike. All right. And I can do that every time I attack now. And that's episode 85 of Rated RPG Descent into Avernus. We have another live stream coming up on Friday, November 4th, so we're going to get you the next episode of the podcast early next week so that you have at least a few days before November 4th to enjoy it. And then the Descent into Avernus live stream finale on Friday, December 9th. We really hope you can join us for that. On behalf of everyone around ye old gaming table, thank you very much for enjoying Rated RPG.